superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. That dude is winning at life. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Defensively, I see things that really disturb me. Why is it? <laughs> Rush the running back. If he's off to the side, guard him. By the way, I know nothing about football. Earlier on the show, TBS MLB broadcaster Ron Darling. Brown senior media broadcaster Nathan Zagura. Houston Chronicle NFL columnist John McClain. Coming up, director and comedian Robert Townsend. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Thursday night football is pretty darn big tonight with the 3-3 three three Cleveland Browns taking on the once upon a time 3-0, now 3-3 Denver Broncos. Two 500 teams that are kicking off week seven against one another, having gotten to the 500 record in two totally different ways. The Broncos starting off with wins against the Jets Jaguars, Giants, and then having lost three in a row. And the Cleveland Browns, as we all know, swapping off wins with losses all the way to right now, including two straight losses in a row, one in Los Angeles against the Chargers, and then another against the Arizona Cardinals, the only road team to have won in that building against the Los Angeles Rams just up the road. We're all trying to get to that building for Super Bowl 56, Mm -hmm. and the Browns trip to SoFi as a second visit getting more and more difficult to see that picture's disintegrating and getting more and more fuzzy like Marty McFly (laughs) and the McFly family. (laughs) Can they get back to that Super Bowl future with Case Keenum tonight? I say the Browns win tonight. I'm going to just come out and say it. I'm going to pick them in my league tonight. I say the Browns win this football game tonight. I'm going to put my pick where my mouth is, that this is a game where Case Keenum should excel, even with the backups at weapons for him. Um, and the game record that is Von Miller might turn out tomorrow on Friday to be raising my hand and saying I was wrong and the Browns are in deep trouble. But I think they're going to win this game tonight and then Baker Mayfield will hopefully heal up significantly and well enough on his mini buy to return for two crucial games in division, home for Pittsburgh and then at Cincinnati. Problem is that shoulder could uh, pop out at any other time the rest of the season, and that is not the way that the Browns thought that they would be entering um, the second half of October in this long season. We talked about it with uh, Nathan Segura, who is the uh, co-host of Cleveland Browns Daily and is a senior media broadcaster for the Cleveland Browns. If you missed that conversation, also the one we had with John McClain about the uh, Texans and Dolphins heating up their trade for Deshaun Watson or Ron Darling, who joined us in hour number two, making his way to Dodger Stadium for the crucial Game 5 tonight. It's a decisive Game 5, as the Braves have won three of the first four and can wrap things up this evening uh, with Max Freed, Los Angelino, on the mound to try and send everyone home. 
And it's interesting, Ron Darling, I asked him, you know, the Dodgers having such great arms in Scherzer and the only 20-game winner in Urias and Bueller, who was in that Cy Young Award mix for much of the year. He didn't lose a game until August. He was awesome. And he and Scherzer and Urias have been pitching in spots that they're like, what are, Scherzer's closing a game and then starting a game right after. Said his arm's dead. And Urias is throwing in his off day on the mound in relief and loses a game. And then he starts in game four and gets cuffed around. And they lose that game as the Braves are stitching it together with a bullpen. And I asked Ron Darling if that was mismanagement or unlucky on part of the Dodgers. And he said mismanagement. He did not stutter. So check all that out on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. You know, it's it's interesting because we're about to turn to Philadelphia, um, our eyes to Philadelphia, because the Sixers, minus Ben Simmons, kicked, tipped off their season last night. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at my Twitter feed, hitting refresh to see what's going on in practice today. Is there any word about what's going on in practice there today in nope. Philadelphia? Nope. nope. You know, and, 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 and Nothing so far. Philly fans hate it. Hate it. When you bring up Santa Claus getting booed and they were throwing batteries here and there because they, they they fear like it's painting them with a broad brush of just yeah, being total I mean, they did malcontents. You know, that they, 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 the fact that there was a <laughs> an actual cold. processing uh, um, courthouse in the veteran stadium yep. confines to just process malcontents on the spot through the, the judicial system. and all that. They hate that. In the same way that I think a lot of Los Angeles fans... Uh, don't like being termed as fair weather. You're a fair weather fan because you love the weather. There's so many different things that you love more than your sports. Mm-hmm. And Laker fans hate that. Dodger fans particularly despise it. But last night, you saw those taillights. Last oh, two nights, were, you saw calm. taillights. One night, they missed Bellinger's three-run three, three yep. run jack. Oh, yeah. And last night they were gone. Last night they were gone in the seventh. Season. Like I, I looked up in the seventh inning to see Mary Hart, and I saw a big fat guy in a Dodger jersey <laughs> with long hair, and I'm like, Mary Hart is really taking it hard. Oh, she's gone. That's right. No, Mary Hart bounced. She bounced. And I will say this for Los Angeles fans: as a New Yorker, growing up, seeing the shot of Gibson leaving the state, uh, you know, leaving the yard. In the 88 World Series against Eckersley in the widened shot, and you saw the taillights of cars trying to go out, and I know exactly that exit because yeah. I have headed for that myself. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Fairweather fans are so weak out here. They're not real diehard fans in Los Angeles. Uh, I have seen it firsthand. There are some diehard sports fans here in Los Angeles, but the one thing that they hate more than loving their team is traffic. And I have, I am guilty as charged. I try to get the hell out of Dodger Stadium as soon as I possibly can. Yep. And like some of those fans that were sitting behind home plate last night, right down to the last strike. Good for them. Like I saw Frank Luntz was back behind home plate right there. I guess working on polling data for something. I have no idea. <laughs> but um, that's impressive yep. that they stuck there. But it's guilty as charged. That is one thousand percent. Guilty as charged. It's and true. I think tonight they're it's not true. even heading for the entrances uh, this evening. They might sell out. Uh, I mean, there's all sellouts, but you've gone on the secondary ticket market yeah. looking well, for stuff, right? Well, see, I, I'm trying to convince Sarah to go tonight. 
and uh, she wants no part of it. And I totally get it. She doesn't want to jinx. She doesn't want to deal with the fact that what if she goes and the Braves lose or what if she goes and the Braves win and Dodger fans are angry and she's one of the handful. You know what I mean? So I totally get it. But the get in the get in price tonight is under $50. And what was it two nights ago? It was like five times that. Yeah. (laughs) For the cheapest ticket up top. There you go. You could sit three rows behind Mary Hart there for you about go. a thousand bucks. <laughs> but yeah. Philly fans are tough. There's no question about that. And Ben Simmons felt the brunt. But you can win there in Philadelphia. We've seen it. And when you do win in Philadelphia, it all works you to the a, good. You are a god. So Zach Ertz is now an Arizona Cardinal, as we know. He's going to have his first game as an Arizona Cardinal. And he was introduced yesterday at his first press conference. He said it's not a problem going from his green color scheme to red because you know he played for Stanford and also their nickname was the Cardinals so he's feels comfortable he said he's very happy he's on an undefeated team and he's got an MVP candidate quarterback throwing at him and he's not the guy that's gonna have to be leaned on at all like he's option what five after Hopkins Green the running game Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk, like, yeah, that's like any any yard he gets, that's a cherry on top, Bonus, man. Yeah. And if he scores touchdowns and does become a main outlet for Kyler Murray, that is just house money. Cardinals. And so Kelsey was asked about Ertz being gone and him still being there and performing – to the top of your ability in the city of Philadelphia. And here was his response to that. So, you know, I think that that's how you control everything. You, you really think about it like, you know, if I just do this better, if I go out there and ball, if I go out there and play really good, nobody's going to have any choice but to love me or appreciate me as a player. So that's what I tell guys. You know, you write your own narrative. You know, what's going on, I don't want to crush any other play. What's going on with the 76ers, Ben Simmons, stuff like that? All that is because of a lack of accountability, a lack of owning up to mistakes, and a lack of correcting things. If all that got corrected, if you're fixing free throws, if you're getting better as a player, none of this is happening. So you can, everybody can complain about, you know, how tough this city is to play in. Just play better, man. The city will love you. Where is he wrong? That's what he had to say. That's what he had to say on the subject matter. And Nailed it. Well, just get better, right? Play better. Be accountable. Play hard. City will love you. It's like that. I want you to have my cheese truck. There you go. (laughs) But maybe that's the East Coast thing, Rich, because same in New York. Same in Boston, same in all these blue-collar towns. Play hard, and the hard-working fans will love you. He said that the um, he said that the city really appreciates accountability, appreciates people being very honest, real, emotionally invested, caring. That's what I said when I said that Simmons was no longer a viable athlete in Philadelphia. It was because he went from 
can't do to won't do. That's where it switches. Can't do. I can't. Man, I'm having trouble with free throws. Man, I'm just having trouble. I don't want to go to the lines. I'm just not going to run the risk of trying to dunk this basketball. I'm going to pass it off. He went from can't do to just I won't do it. I just won't do it. And then the won't do narrative got hammered down and crystallized by the practicing and getting better at the shooting. Whether that's true or not. I'm going to finish the soundbite here because I have it right here on my phone because it was written down. You tell me where the problem is here. With what he says? What he says. Okay. Where Jason Kelsey's going to get blowback. You tell me if you can spot it. Everybody's going to get crushed at some point, he said. Everyone's going to go through a downturn or struggle, right? At all times, this city is going to keep you accountable to be doing your job and performing. But if you stick to it, you fight through it, and you get better and everything like that, they'll respect the hell out of you. Right? We're good right now? I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, Even if you're struggling, you're fighting and really trying, they're going to respect you. That's what I think most guys miss. I really don't think this is a hard place to play at all, to be honest with you. Right? Are we good? I think we're good. All right, here is the finish up. I think a hard place to play is, I don't want to, I think it would be a miserable place to play in is a place like Jacksonville where nobody cares. I mean, do you think nobody cares in Jacksonville? I'm sure they do. Come like, on, dude. How many times do you see the hashtag Duval and all these fans are going crazy not down very, there? Not very many. I think a hard place to play would be playing a place like Jacksonville where nobody cares. Oof. Do the Eagles play in Jacksonville? I was Jacksonville? just going to say, do they play We looked that one up. I'm going to say no on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Because that one's going to stick out like the old Duval County sore thumb. Nope. They do not, huh? No, they do not. Well, I mean. Next year? Maybe Gardner Minshew could tell them how the folks down there are going to feel. There you are, man. I'm sure he doesn't care. Uh, no, he but I mean, not. No, no, I mean, yeah. how about him chiming in on uh, Ben Simmons? Do you know how, that, you know how that's going to go over? Not well. They do play Jacksonville. Depends on who you're talking about. Well, I think Philly fans are going to. Philly fans are going to love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Philly fans. Well, again, this is the backdrop to whatever's happening in practice today. That's going to either have him conduct detrimental data tomorrow night's game or in the building, assuming dressed right. They're going to dress him. They're not going to put him in street clothes or sweats or anything they, they might not even have him come dude to they oh i oh if i'm doc rivers i make him dress yes i make yep. him go through warm-ups yes and then he sits his ass on the bench and does not play dnpcd yeah absolutely let's say he leaves the court then buy, buy. Then well that's then he's costing himself money he, he can't because money? he can't act that he way. He, yeah. can't yeah, act he can't that act way. that way. He's got to go somewhere else, and the somewhere else is not going to want him there if the adversity that will no doubt beset him there. You only get to see the last dance and see the controversy and trials and tribulations of Michael Jordan, one of the greats of all time. Everyone's going to go through adversity. Everyone's going to butt heads with management. Be professional. So somebody who's in management is like, why am I going to take him when the rubber meets the road? He's going to yeah, do this there, but for the grace of basketball gods go I. So this is now Jason Kelsey chiming in 
and rightfully so. I don't disagree with anything that he said with the exception of Jacksonville not caring. I've been there, folks. Please don't don't tweet me. <laughs> At Rich Eisen. But, <laughs> you know, this is now going to be the conversation chewed up nonstop locally there for the next 24 hours. Like, thanks, Jason. Yep. And if they there's no way they're going to go under the radar here now. Next tomorrow night, I cannot wait. Honestly, keep hitting refresh. <laughs> See what's going on in that in that in that practice today. That's what I've been doing. Something because at this point uh, on the last practice day in Philly, this thing was ordered. That candle was lit, mm-hmm. and it was in orbit like William Shatner. <laughs> I'm a rocket man. <laughs> Let's take a break. Robert Townsend. Whose, whose film, uh, Hollywood Shuffle, in 1987 was, like, groundbreaking for me. He's now a director of Note, and of the Notes, Colin in black and white, he's directing two episodes of the Netflix limited series co-created and narrated by Colin Kaepernick. That's coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich show with our terrestrial radio audience Sirius XM channel 211 also uh, on NBC Sports on Peacock the Odyssey stream to stream us with your ear gate every single day our Cumulus podcast network for our podcast and all three hours of the Rich Eisen show just getting started is my other podcast where I am uh, interviewing voices of the NFL on the starts of their careers and how you might be able to pick up uh, something for your um your future or your present through their experiences. Chris Berman is my guest this week, and stay tuned for 
uh, snippet of uh, when Boom got hired by ESPN back in the day. That's coming up. But uh, an 844-204-RICH number to dial. Also your phone calls. But is our next guest on the phone line right now, Christopher? Yes, he is. I was a freshman, sophomore in college in 1987 when this man's film that he directed, wrote, produced, and acted in a satirical send-up of Hollywood um, and the roles that African-Americans were getting and were not getting in a hilarious, brilliant film called Hollywood Shuffle first came out. And I have been a fan ever since. And Colin in Black and White is going to be available on Netflix starting October 29th. It is that show that we've heard about, about the dramatic limited series chronicling Colin Kaepernick's coming-of-age story, narrated at times by Colin Kaepernick himself. Episodes three and four of this limited series directed by our guest joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Pleased to have here on the Rich Eisen Show, Robert Townsend. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Rich. Thank you so much for having me, man. That is a pleasure to have you. I meant every word that I said. I don't know what I want to get into first, the 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 back in the day or the current day. Um, so uh, let's get into the current day. Let's do this. How did you get hooked up with um, with this project, Anna DuVernay and Colin Kaepernick, uh, for clearly a series that we're going to uh, have quite a spotlight on when it comes out? Uh, you know, Ava reached out to me. I had read about, you know, it in the trades, you know, that they were doing a limited series on Colin's life. And then Ava reached out and said, hey, Robert, would you be interested in directing a few episodes? And I go, I am so curious about this man and his journey. I would love to be a part of it. And uh, then I started to do a lot of research on him. And his story is quite a journey. And so that's how I got involved. And I'm so proud of this limited series. So uh, you met with Colin? You chatted with him prior to all Yes, we, we, we met over Zoom because the world was still shut down. Right. Right. And so we had a beautiful conversation over Zoom and just, you know, talking about his life and talking about the whys. And when I read the script, he says, all of this is true. And I was like, oh, my God. And so it's kind of like this innocent kid that, you know, just loves sports. He loves he's a great athlete in, in baseball, football and basketball. And he just loves sports and he's trying to figure out life. And then all of a sudden he's thrown a few curves <laughs> as a kid. Well, I, I met Colin Kaepernick um, in the old studios of NFL Network when he was a uh, you know coming out of Nevada, uh, hoping to be drafted in the NFL as high as his dream would take him, and and then I interviewed him as he found himself a quarterback in the Super Bowl out of nowhere essentially, and uh, so I I interviewed him in his sort of like G shucks G Willikers wide eyed part of his life. H how did you find him? when you started to meet him, Robert Townsend? Colin well, Townsend. you know, let me say this. Uh, he, is a, he is the nicest man. He's really grounded. He's really focused. And he's really kind. And w what I've, you know, learned from him, you know, in, in the times that we've talked, is that he was just this innocent kid that just goes, what's going on outside of the NFL is not fair, and how do I do something about it? And... Somebody suggested taking a knee, and he did. So it was like this, this you know, so, so when I talked to the man, it was like he was robbed, you know. Crazy stuff was going on, and I have a good life, and I'm concerned about what's happening in the world. So his, his, uh, he found his voice because he wanted to do something. 
Robert Townsend here on the Rich Eisen Show. Episodes three and four of the limited series, you want to let people know which, which part of his life are did you direct in those um, episodes, there's, Robert? Uh, uh, there's two episodes. One episode is called uh, Road Trip, and basically it is when he kind of is discovering, he discovers racism. He's like, you know, one of uh, two black players on the team, and he starts to have these moments where he goes, maybe it's me, maybe it's not, and then he goes, wait a minute, they're treating me differently because of the color of my skin, and it, it gets into a lot of real stuff that I can identify with as a man of color. And then the other episode is called The Decision. What people don't know is that Colin had all the letters to play college baseball. He didn't get one letter until the ninth hour to play. Only one school reached out about football. Other than that, he had 25 to 30 letters from all the top universities to play baseball so he has to make this decision and the world is against him i mean wait until you see the episode the world is against him right. and this little baby this little this little kid goes no i believe i could be a quarterback and it just breaks your heart and he wins adapted by white parents played by nick offerman and mary louise parker correct in this yes uh, in this i mean series? two amazing actors i mean they capture the parents because the parents you know they they you know they they wanted to adopt you know they want to do the right thing and you know raise you know help the planet because there's so many kids that weren't adopted and they do the right thing and then they find that they have this this phenom that can play all sports and they were like wow and his dad you know, encouraged him and they're like the biggest sports fans as well but it's it's their journey because they didn't know how to raise a, a black kid. It is Robert Townsend, the director of a couple of episodes of Netflix's Colin in Black and White, co-created by Colin Kaepernick and Ava DuVernay, who's uh, as big a name as you can possibly get here in this town, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. So um, did you talk to Colin about whether he wants to continue playing football? Did that ever conversation come up with you at all, Robert, to basically potentially inform you in whatever way you needed to be as a director for something in the past? Did you talk about the present and future with him at any point in time? We didn't really get into it. I, I just know that he, he stays ready. He stays ready. I mean, he loves, he loves the game of football. I mean, that's his, his passion, his heart. And, and, and like I said, I, no one knows what's going to happen in the future, mm -hmm. but I just know that he stays ready. So we, we will see if anything happens, but... Um, you know, he, he has a certain kind of focus that is like, you know, one of those like high achievers where he, 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 he loves what he does. He's, he's one of the top quarterbacks. And so if that happens, I would be excited. But I think when people see this limited series, you, you understand how he became who he became. And it comes out in, uh, on October 29th, available on Netflix, Colin in black and white. So um, did Colin Kaepernick watch Hollywood Shuffle in advance of your conversation at any point in time, Robert Townsend? I don't know about that, but he, he you know, like, I, he's a fan. I mean, he just, he was just, you know, he loves, you know, like all the movies that I've done. And, mm -hmm. he, you know, we talked a little bit about that, but he's just, you know, he's a big kid. You know, there's, see, what people don't understand is like, he, he, I think the beautiful thing about this limited series, you know, it will give you the human side of the man. I think a lot of times people see him as this, you know, 
larger-than-life figure, which he is, but he, at the, co- at the core, he was just a little innocent kid that, you know, saw some injustice and said, I got to do something about it, and it started when he was a kid. So, so you know, but, but he is a fan. He is a fan. <laughs> well, as am I. As am I. That, sh- that, that movie is brilliant. It still stands up today. My social media grandmaster, T.J. Jefferson, you watched it just last night, correct? Last night when I <laughs> got the email that Robert was coming on, you know, I was like, I got I to gotta watch Hollywood Shuffle for the 285th time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much. No, no that thank was my you. my very first movie, The Journey About Hollywood. Keenan and I were talking about it the other day. Yeah. Because, you know, people are still, you know, people still quoted and actors, you know, when they go to auditions now, every now and then I'll see it on, on Instagram where somebody goes, I ain't be got no weapon or we can't <laughs> you go like, oh, Lord, you know. I ain't be got so. no weapon. I ain't be got no weapon. Jimmy. Now that is, <laughs> sneaking in the movies sneaking is the movies. fantastic. You gave, my, my friends and I literally, uh, for years after that film, Robert gave movies the finger. We would, we would be, we would, we, yeah, we would look at each other and like we wouldn't even say whether we liked the movie or not. We're watching a movie and we're like, we didn't even say, do you like this? Do you not? We would just like show a finger to the movie, to the TV screen or whatever, and that oh, would that, that would say. So, what is the genesis of that that movie, Robert? Like, what was it truly born out of your inability to get the roles that you wanted? Is that true? Would that be the, uh, the yeah. case? Because at that time, you know, we're talking mm-hmm. 1980, 82, 83, 84, mm-hmm. you know, Keenan and I were having all these bad auditions. You know, I had my first audition for a pimp. I told my mother, and she goes, be the best pimp you can be, <laughs> you know, and the, the, the whole church was praying for me. Let's pray that he gets the role of Silky. So <laughs> it, it was like, you know, it was all, it was like bizarre. And so Keenan and I, Rather than complain, we said, let's make our own movie. And that's, that's what we did. And that's how Hollywood Shuffle came. All, everything in that film really happened, uh, you know, in terms of the bad auditions and all of that, the casting directors, the way they talked to us. So it was all, you know, based on our lives. So ha- was there, in fact, a bat in your house? Is that what you're saying? There was a, <laughs> there was a bat <laughs> at some point in your life, Robert? No, no, no. no. When we would audition, they would have characters like, you know, this brother is living in the attic and he won't leave. <laughs> like that and so Keenan and I said man we got to have a bat in the house we got to have they got to have a, a black bat living with a white family so that's how because we would audition for stuff like that all the time batty 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 what's all this noise <laughs> TJ go ahead and ask the man a question oh, you'd like to well Robert um I think I've heard you discuss this in previous interviews but the process that you went through to make Hollywood shuffle could you tell us a little bit about that uh, well, so let me say, Hollywood Shuffle was my first movie. So I'm writing it with Keenan. I'm directing. I'm producing. I'm starring it, and I'm the only investor. So I had saved sixty thousand wow. dollars, and then I went through it in a second. And I went on the road to do stand-up comedy for two weeks. And when I came back, I had a stack of credit cards. And so this is how I became, you know, part legend in Hollywood. I charged the movie on credit cards. I got $40,000 on credit cards, and I charged the, the last part of the film, wardrobe, you know, credit cards for gas, paint supplies, food, you know, and then that's how I finished the film. And then when I sold it to the Samuel Goldwyn Company, 
I said, hey, man, can I get my check? Uh, I got to pay off these credit cards. He says, what? And I said, I charged it. And then he said, we got to tell the whole world. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I said they'll think the movie is cheap. But then that became the hook for the film because people were like, this is the guy that made a whole movie using a credit card. Wow, and this is before they even got points and miles for your card, too, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was, you know, it's so funny. I was flying. I, I'm shooting the. I, I just finished shooting the Wonder Years for ABC. Yes. And I was flying, and I was looking at my miles, and I'm about to hit two million miles on one of the carriers, and I was like, wow, you know. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, I was thinking about that. What's your who, who's your what's your favorite stand-up gig? Take me back in the day, or anything in between, or or who you who you did a gig. You mentioned Keenan. It's Keenan Ivory Wayans. You've mentioned many times. Um, what about what? Um, you, know, you know, my favorite. I was doing. I was performing at the Improv in New York City, mm -hmm. and while I'm on stage, Rodney Dangerfield comes in, wow. and I, in the back I hear Rodney laughing, oh, 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 oh. and so then, <laughs> then when I come off stage, I was like, "Who the hell is laughing?" But he was laughing at my set, and so then he goes, oh, "Rodney Dangerfield." I had met him before, but he didn't really know me, and he goes, "I'm doing a comedy special. I want you to do the comedy special for me." You know, and uh, and and uh, uh, it, it it ended up being me, Jerry Seinfeld, Roseanne Barr, and a comedian named Bob Nelson, and that was my first comedy special. No kidding, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And now you're directing something uh, that's uh, significant, certainly in the, the the mindset of many sports fans. I can't wait to see what what you're coming up with right here. And so you're basically, I'm assuming, uh, Ava Duver Duvernay did not. Put this on her Amex, right? Netflix took care of this thing straight <laughs> up, right for you. Right? No, no, Netflix. No? Netflix. They picked it up. Paid the bill on this one. Okay, so we're good. Right. We're good. Okay, very good. Well, I can't wait to see it. I, I really can't. And and I do hope that um, Colin does uh, many an interview. I mean, there, he he has truly been um, uh, for many of us in the sports world uh, an elusive chat uh, lately. And uh, I do hope, um, you know, it, maybe he might let the piece speak for itself. But uh, I, in, in that case, I can't wait to see it, Robert. So Thank you so much for taking time to talk with no. me. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I can't wait for the world to see it. It's really well done. And, uh, you know, it, it'll, it'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry, you know, because this little boy had a journey. I look forward to it. And, again, we, can, we, we, we think you're a legend, sir. And, uh, honestly, when, when we heard that you were up for talking – uh, anytime, truly, uh, anytime. There's so much more I want to ask you about your career. So I look forward to seeing this show and hopefully your next appearance here on the program. Okay, thank you so much, my brothers. You, you guys have a great day. That's Robert Thanks Townsend, at Robert underscore Townsend Twitter, and at I am Robert Townsend on Instagram right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Winky dinky doll. So good, right? <laughs> we didn't even get in the raw. We could have. I know. Well, we'll get in the next time. Next time. For sure. He, really, was the, he was the director of Eddie Murphy's yeah. Raw. Jeez, that is Amongst nuts. a lot of other things he's directed, but yeah. Yes. But Hollywood Shuffle, that, as soon as we talked in the morning, that resonated with both of us. I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, let's go get him. Okay, uh, let's finish up this show, uh, seeing if you agree with my assessment for tonight's uh, Week 7 kickoff, Thursday Night Football. Also, there is a report as to what is going on in Philadelphia with the 76ers today. Mm -hmm. Also... Uh, some um, reverberations of uh, Larry David's <laughs> ideas for the NFL that he posited here on this program yesterday. So there's lots to talk about. And your phone calls at 844-204-RICH-NUMBER-DOLL to wrap up this fun, busy Thursday show. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. My friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans wants to know when was the last time you thought about your dream and if it's been as long as they think it is, it's time for you and your dream to get back together and let them bring the dreams together. The dream of living the van life, of going wherever you want to go, of seeing the country or hanging out with your family or building a mountain cabin or going ahead and starting a new business. A Mercedes-Benz Vans Sprinter van is exactly what you need because it can be so many things to so many different people especially if you want to dream up whatever your dream has been this is a mercedes-benz van we're talking about so you can expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist you can expect amazing performance and reliability with an mbux voice command system a five-star dealer network and an available gas engine it runs like a dream so what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership right now and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream sent you. And again, once again, I cannot stress enough that if you do, in fact, follow along what I have said and tell you, tell them that your dream sent you, you're not referring to me, even though I totally understand that you can <laughs> totally get confused. On. Akeem Olajuwon? Is that your, no. Yes, that's who they're referring okay, to. Gotcha, yeah. You're someone's dream, though, Rich. I mean, It is. Me? Susie yeah. Susie. You're somebody's Susie. dream. Yeah, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, bet, I bet there are random football fans out there. Yes. You show up in their dreams. Absolutely. Now you're freaking me out. <laughs> Just Bro, you, like, like Biggie said, you've been in the game for years, man. Whoa. You know, like, come on. That's what I mean. I had a dream the other night. I was driving around in a car. Yes. And then went to Walmart to buy pants. With Jake Tapper. <laughs> I mean, that's... Get out of here. I mean, what are Really, we, was it Christmas? Because that, that would make it a Christmas yeah. dream. Um, he was driving if a real... If it was on Christmas was Eve, not, that would automatically, it would automatically make your dream about it's a Christmas dream. Santa's ringing the bell for the <laughs> Salvation Army. I, you know, I wasn't trying to get into a diehard thing. I'm just telling you, like, you, you pop up in people's dreams. I don't think... It's a thing. Okay. I had a dream the other night, and it had... Jake Tapper? Halle Berry and Elle McPherson I in mean, it. Now, are you saying this for real, or you're just trying to be joking now? No, it's for real, but that's as far as I'm going to go with it. Just know that Halle Berry and Elle McPherson were in my dream. You know, 
I was CJ on the show. Did they tell you to take the middle key? <laughs> <laughs> they clearly didn't. Hey, yo, I, yeah, I did. So, did I tell you that one time where I was jogging in my neighborhood? Yes. Please yeah. tell the story again. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear this, Rich. We need this. Start this was a few the, years ago when I was jogging. Start at yeah. the beginning. Start yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. When I was jogging. You were preparing no, for I'm, your 40. I'm, I'm jogging in my neighborhood, and I'm just, you know, not really, and I'm just... <laughs> Hating it. I hated running. Well, Jogging is the worst. I just yeah, hated terrible. it. But it was a great, you know, it would get my heart rate right. going and whatever. And, you know, I, I was just hating it. And I ran it and, and, and it was right around, I guess, where Halle Berry was picking up her kid or something like that. And there she was with her kid right there. And I was running right past her. And I did, in fact, suck in my gut. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember as I ran right past, I'm like, "What am What am I doing? Like, what am I pot? Like, why? Why would I do that? Why like, wouldn't you do that? I I don't know. It's just like there's no there's no end game scenario. No, nope. there isn't. Nope. And you know, I guess now that we could put it all together after LD Larry David was here on the show, is that in the same way that Larry agrees with me that if there's anybody who drives horribly in front of you, you want to drive up next to them and just look in just to see what they look like. For some reason, it gives me a better sense of life and society if I just see what the horrible driver looks like. The face of what I said, driving incompetence, Larry's called it stupidity. And it's kind of like, facial recognition system, stupid recognition system that you can now, if you see stupid walking towards you in the street or anywhere else, it looks like that driver, you know that somebody stupid's coming your way and it could be helpful. <laughs> I just don't want it to be that guy with the gut running and just sucking wind around Halle Berry just in case I could make a bad impression. Right. <laughs> How I could have looked over, recognized you from the network. Definitely not. You know, she likes sports, Rich. Hey, Rich! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hallie likes sports. She's in the UFC. The, my one Halle Berry encounter was with uh, Ed Reed when we did the Oscars uh, red carpet. When he was a Rich Eisen podcast correspondent yeah, so on the red was, carpet uh, at the Oscars. This would have been 2013. Okay. And uh, Halle Berry was walking by, and we all just went nuts. And I swear that she waved at us. That's the story I'm going with. Well, she was, you were standing in front of. Your, I know, but she was on the far side. Like, she wasn't, like, walking right yeah, in front but, of us. Th and, but the, the fans are screaming her name right behind you, though, right? The, the, no, no, the we're on the reporter yeah, side. The fans side. were opposite side. us. Oh. So she was nearest to the fans. And then she just kind of looked over because we were just, you know, obviously trying to. Were get you her. screaming her name? Yeah, trying to get Ed her to Reed come in. Ed Reed was screaming Holly Berry's name. Ed Reed. <laughs> When I tell you he fell in love that day, Rich. It probably wasn't just that day, bro. Yeah. It probably happened before that day. Yeah. My man wanted Halle Berry to come over in the worst way. So we were like jumping, like doing everything possible to get Halle Berry to come over. And she just kind of like politely waved yeah, and see kept you later. on walking. I don't care. <laughs> did not care. But the the only the only time oh, Ed Reed did not get a return. Seriously. <laughs> I was working yeah, I told you guys I used to work security at Three River Stadium back in Pittsburgh during summer breaks, right? <laughs> I love this. This is talking about Halle Berry. <laughs> oh yeah. This is about Halle Berry. So it's, it's better a, than a footlocker story about Halle Berry. <laughs> a, a four game stretch, the Pirates are playing the Braves. Game one, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm standing in the center field wall during my drop. I was working security in the outfield. Yes. I look up yeah. at the diamond vision and all of a sudden 
Halle Berry's picture pops up, and I almost fell backwards over the railing. I get on the mic, and I'm calling all their other security guys, like, did you see that? And everyone's going crazy. So I was still in college at the time. I went to my school newspaper, Boomerang had come out, and I had a press picture of Hallie and Eddie Murphy. Uh-huh. So I took it to work with me, went to up to her after the third game. I didn't see her the second game, the third oh game of the series. God. She autographed this po- picture for me. Like the first time in my life, my knees ever shook standing in front she of another human being. I was just yeah. like, yeah, she was married to David Justice. Yeah. So that's why yeah. she was in Pittsburgh at the time. To this day, I still have the picture and I still have the marker that she signed the picture. Oh, I mean, that is amazing. You, has anyone else used the marker? No. <laughs> no. How about even no. saying, saying no to me like that's... No. Like, what is wrong what with you, Rich? Somebody's grubby hands to touch you know, a marker you know that the goat reminds me of, touched. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of another affixation of someone that we know back in the day. And Jim Morris Sr., all he wanted to do as our Oscar correspondent, as our movie fandom, all he wanted to do after seeing the movie Ted. That's right. (laughs) Which we talked about, yes. Was meet Mila Kunis in the worst way. And the problem was was at the time, way back in the day, we had no ability to make that happen. We had zero ability to make that happen. But now... We do. <laughs> we we could make that happen. We could give an old man his dream. I mean, I I, I, I met Mila a senior. I think it's been years. Yeah. Well, we haven't. There's no about. statute oh, of limitations on wanting no. to meet someone. No. No, I bet he still has this desire. One hundred percent. Yes. How quick and weird a Zoom or a FaceTime would that be? Oh, I would. I would. Twenty seconds. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've met her a few times. So oh, boy. <laughs> Playoffs. We'll, we'll see if we can make something happen. Mila. Mila. <laughs> Just an old man has dream. I mean, suddenly this conversation has turned, has it not? I, I, hey, man, like if that's what, is that, if that's what we need. Honestly, that how many times did he say oh, that to hundreds, us? Like every time. Over every time, and dude. over and over Every time we again. talk about movies. Every time. Jim Morris Sr. Loves Mila, right? Oh, <laughs> loves Mila. Over and over and over again. And we're like, yeah. And we tried. Didn't we try to make that happen? Oh, we've tried. Yeah. We yeah, it's because we didn't know T. We were one of the few human beings on planet Earth who had yet to cross paths with T.J. Jefferson. Yeah. Well, you knew me, Rich. You just didn't know me. Remember, I, dro- I drove you in the rain right. in New Orleans. But this, pre- no, this predates that. Does predates it? it. This predates that. Okay. Right. Because I remember on the show, it's I like think I was working on the then. app. This that he was talking yeah. about. So I definitely saw it at some point here. But uh, oh, let's man. see what we can do. All right. Uh, Woj has reported what's going on in Philadelphia, correct? Chris Brockman, what has Woj done? Oh, what my is, God. What, has, what okay. has Woj wrought? So we know that the Sixers <laughs> went down to New Orleans last night, beat the Pelicans. Got the dub. Right. They're back. No team practice today ahead of their game tomorrow night against Brooklyn. Woj saying that Ben Simmons... Arrived and departed 76ers practice facility today without taking part in a scheduled individual workout status for Friday night. Unclear. All right. Can you uh, get Woj on the phone and ask him if he was wearing those sweatpants again? Let me just text Woj. (laughs) I'm just totally affixed by the sweatpants. I'm 1,000% wearing sweatpants. Should we all go sweatpants tomorrow? (laughs) No, because that means we've given up. No, Rich. That means doesn't. we've given up. That means, means, our, co- that means our guests in Joe Thomas and and Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis, because he's the subject of this weekend's icons oh, nice. on Epics. 
Uh, that means we'll have given up. We're not going to give our best effort to them. That's what that I means. I don't know if I agree oh, with that. Oh, that's a fact. <laughs> Guess what? We're going to find out That's tomorrow. a fact. That's a fact. We are not wearing sweats. Please do not wear the, sweats tomorrow. We're, tomorrow's we're, the top five. Of course I'm going to give them my And that's my record. analysis for this because at this point in time, it's like, okay, it's your move. Dress him. Absolutely dress him and stick him in that building make tomorrow. Make him sit there. Because yeah, it's the la- if, if you're into this business of he's telling you the last thing that he wants to do and he's creating such a, a big hoo-ha for you, <laughs> what's the last thing he wants to do? Be in that building in a uniform and put him out on the floor. Unless that, of course, would outrage the rest of the teammates who are working their ass off for playing time. Maybe. No, but I think at that point also Maybe. you got to worry about injury. Like you put him out there and he gets – look, we're already in a horrible situation you know, now, right? Uh, he no, gets I mean, hurt, don't, it's going to be him. even worse. Well, don't that's play a, him, but make him throw, dress no. and make him sit yeah. on the bench. Well, and, and then you throw him out because if you throw him out there, he might pull a, uh, a Rodney from uh, yeah. oh, from, yeah. from oh, 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 Hey, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shit. Rough shit. Hey, Ted. Hey, Teddy Bridgewater is fine for tonight. Teddy, two gloves. Full go. Give me the Broncos tonight, Rich. Do you mean Zagora didn't sway you? No, Von Miller. Von Miller swayed me. (laughs) I'm taking the Browns, even though Von Miller's saying, I don't know who I'm playing against, but all I know is I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. What a soundbite. Gosh, I don't know the name of this guy. <laughs> but he's this dead. Slappy, yeah, but he's dead. Slappy, slappy is about to be slappied upside the head like a turnstile. He's, I'm going to spin him. And Case Keenum, who he used to play with, may, may, he, uh, may he rest. He's a dead man. Go Browns. All right, we'll take your calls on the other side of this to take you to Brother from Another on Peacock. But for our radio audience, we'll chat again on Friday. 